0: Welcome to Horror on the Rocks. On tonight's episode, Frank and Joe debate the best killer females in horror and review the Japanese film Audition. They're coming for you, Barbara!
1: Look, that one of them now. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, hello listeners, and hello Frank.
0: Hello Joe. Welcome everyone to another episode of Horror on the Rocks. Yes. Sorry for uh, the delay. It has been a little while since we've recorded one.
1: Yeah, but... the wait will be worth it though, because <laughs> we are boy back. do we have yes. <laughs> something for you today. This is
0: uh, quite quite an episode we have for you today. Um, today we are going to be re- reviewing Audition. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a Japanese horror film from 1999, yeah. and I think this is one of the first ones, maybe the first one on the podcast, except for us, that neither of us had actually seen before we saw it for the episode
1: yeah yeah both have heard about it yeah. i've seen it pop up in a lot of lists um yeah. but never saw it in person so yeah. yeah it was cool that we both got to see a new movie and we don't really know how the other person feels <laughs> yeah. about it so we're just gonna yeah. see where this goes so um we'll but break 20 that... years ago though, yeah can 1999 1990 20 years ago. Yeah, do feeling, you feel old? Feeling pretty old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't. Yeah. I don't feel old. Yeah, just a little bit. So we'll,
0: uh, we'll be breaking down audition, and then uh, the list we're going to do tonight in kind of honor of this movie's uh, leading lady, if you will, we're going to break down a list of our favorite killer women slash femme fatales in yeah. horror. Uh, we got some horror news for you, some other updates, but before we do that... Begin this episode
1: like we begin all others. Joe, what are you drinking? What are we drinking? So I was at a BYO the other night and needed to pick up some beer. So I went to the store and just got an IPA based off of the design, the label. Didn't know. I pick a lot of beers. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was kind of, it was sort of like a fun assignment. So I went with the Mosaic Man. It's a cool can because it has these sort of, I don't know, like, Mario anime-ish characters on the label which was just kind of fun and appealing. So it's quite tasty, brewed in Jersey from Millville, New Jersey. It's a nice easy sip And What's IPA. the brewery? Um this is called Mosaic Man and the brewery is Glastown Brewing Company. Okay. Yeah, am so supporting local today. There you go. Yeah, how about you?
0: I um, in honor of this beautiful weather we're having, I decided I was going to have myself my favorite summer cocktail, which is a very special gin and juice. Mm. So, tell uh, us about this gin and juice, Frank. So, it, for the instructions for all of you at home that need a, a new summer beverage, you get a pint glass, fill it all the way with ice, and then uh, first ingredient, you go about I don't know, maybe two and a half, three inches of gin. In uh, the glass, I'm using Faber gin in mine, okay. which i have never had before, but it's made in Pennsylvania, so I thought that'd be fun. Um, then you want to go about inch and a half to two inches of uh pineapple juice, inch of orange juice, and then a little bit at the top, just splash a club soda, stir yeah. that up, and you will have yourself a delicious All pantry. right.
1: That looks potent. Actually, I had a sip. And that <laughs> is no joke. So Yeah, I'm only having one. <laughs> if you hear if you hear Frank slurring his speech, yeah. and, or just not talking. <laughs> that may be why. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see uh, how it yeah. deteriorates or not.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, horror news, not yeah. a whole lot. Um, what do you got? There's a uh, a horror comedy that's coming out that I'm very excited about. It's called The Dead Don't Die. Uh, It looks like it's a small town encounters zombie apocalypse scenario. Yeah. Comes out June 14th. It has a ton of famous people in it. Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Chloe Sevigny, I'm not sure how to say her name. Yeah, yeah. Selena Gomez, Tilda Swinton. Tilda
1: Swinton. Tom
0: Waits. It's just a ton of people. The trailer's out. It looks really funny. Yeah. Um, Definitely gonna see that one. I love
1: a good horror comedy. Yeah. Um, It brings Me back to Hot Fuzz. If you (laughs) see that, (laughs) yeah, that's one of my favorite. Actually, that is my favorite horror comedy. So
0: later this year. Zombieland 2 is coming out, and I feel like this mm. one is going
1: to dwarf that. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's just a ton of Is Bill Murray coming back for the sequel? I mean, I don't know. He gets killed in the first one. So. Oh, yeah. But then he's like a zombie. Yeah. So. I don't know the rules. Um, <laughs> to be determined. Yeah.
0: Uh, Midsommar. Uh, Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Midsummer, However you say
1: it. Did you know that's a Swedish word? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does it possibly mean Midsummer? You no, know it's
1: a translated uh Yeah. Get to to town, meet mid, yeah, Midsommar. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, it's got a release date. It's coming
0: out July 3. Um, and the last one, another movie we talked about, which everybody is, or the internet is saying is going to be the hereditary of this year, the movie that got snatched up out of Sundance, okay. uh, The Lodge, which it looks uh, it looks like it's about a family that gets kind of snowed in in this ha- lodge and a yeah, you know, horror movie it. occurs. The trailer just came out for it. it. Okay. Um, I think it actually came out today. Really? Um, so I need to make a note to myself. Take to watch a look it. at that. Um, and it, they're saying it? the release date is fall. So I'm not I'm not sure exactly when, but it looks like that will also
1: be this year. It would make sense to time that out with the seasons, like probably the winter, maybe. Yeah. You feel like you're It'd be weird to watch of,
0: that movie like in the, in summer. In the hot yeah. summer
1: day. How did the trailer seem though? Do it, you, does it look like it could be the next Hereditary, just based on the brief?
0: It looks it looks extremely
1: trailer. good. I yeah. think
0: the the general premise is it's kids and their father and his new wife girlfriend person, and the idea is they're gonna go away and they're kind of getting to know mm. each other, but he ends up having to leave. For for reasons that aren't described in the trailer, and it's these kids who very much do not like this
1: woman. And is she not who she seems? I'm not something? sure.
0: I'm not sure if it's the house, or if it's her, Ooh. or if it's a combination. But just if if the movie is going to have the same mood as the trailer, it looks mm. really, really good.
1: Well, if they're having a rough time in that snowy lodge, you know what would make it better? What, what that would... gin drink you're <laughs> drinking, because that looks like summer in a glass yeah. right there. So that would make any Snowden situation better. Yeah, I
0: probably have had this
1: on a, on a snow day here. And there, oh, gin is a year round <laughs> drink for me, but um, that's really all I have for horror news.
0: Did you have any? Nothing, nothing. I've got nothing, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just um, rolling with it I, today. I did want to mention though, since uh, movies that we've talked about that I've seen, uh, I went and saw Pet Cemetery, thoughts, which not great, but it got kind of it got pretty lousy reviews. I actually thought it was pretty good, yeah. I enjoyed it, like, it, I thought it was actually pretty scary, Were I you would drummed? say. Uh, were they serving beer in that theater? Probably. <laughs> the
1: fact that you don't remember <laughs> makes me think yes. Was well, this that theater you go to where you get era, it's like have the have discount tickets? On, oh yeah, so you were the def, Tuesday night five dollars with yeah. the beers. I that's did great. read Pet Cemetery though. Whatever. Did you enjoy short. the book? I love the book. Okay. I really thought the book was great. It was scary. The pacing was good. Um, I yeah. have the
0: original movie if you want to borrow it and watch. Maybe. It yeah. I we'll do it for the show. I heard
1: that they switch up who dies in the remake oh, versus really? the book. So. Okay.
0: Yeah, Um, and the other um, the other one I saw that we've talked about is the Hole in the Ground, Mm. um, which is an Irish horror film, and it's actually if you have Amazon Prime, you can stream it for free. Uh, Just watched that last night with my sister. Okay, I thought it was pretty good, and to be honest, I kind of thought it was like a scarier Babadook.
1: Don't say that. Yeah, I knew it was like, coming. Because I...
0: it's a mom and a kid, and there's you know there's this tough dynamic, and then horror movie happens. There's nothing like the Babadook. <laughs> but no, I would it... agree that there's nothing like the Babadook. Babadook. But there is plenty that's better than the Babadook, yeah. in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of all I got. Um, cool. Corrections wise, the only thing I had from last episode is in your "Scare Are They Going" segment, you never said uh, the actress's name. You referred to her as Zora the whole time. So lovely she... young actress does have a name, Beyond Zorb. Shahadi Wright Joseph. Mm, okay. Yeah, so. Well, thank you for that correction. Sure. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's get in the meat of the episode. The, the movie that we'll be reviewing tonight, Audition, yes. is very famous uh, for a specific killing with a specific weapon by the female lead. The character's name is Asami. Yes. So in, uh, in her honor, we thought we'd do a list tonight of our favorite um, horror killer females in horror slash femme fatales because there is definitely this element of seduction and then killing which is kind of a common theme in a lot more movies outside of horror than i think i realized yeah there's
1: this courting there's this period where she's just like wooing him and seducing him right so Mm -hmm. i struggle with finding uh femme fatales in movies to share on this list so that's why i like that we kind of broadened it with just women that we're murderers, we're killers, and scary har- Yeah, so. so why don't
0: you kick it off? What'd you have first? Okay,
1: Frank. My first one is High Tension. Have yeah, you seen High Tension? I have. Okay.
0: You know, I was thinking if we did a list of uh if we were trying to do foreign horror films, that would be like the only other one I think I've seen. But yes, give yeah. me an interruption. Well now
1: you've seen audition, yes, so, so you can add it. Um I, okay, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen High Tension, stop listening, but um, this movie is just graphic, it's nuts, it's scary, and it starts off with these uh, two friends, these two female friends, Uh, one goes to visit her friend and the family in, like, the countryside, she's, you know, staying over, and there's this killer that comes in and pretty much just, like, murders the friend's family, the friend gets kidnapped, and it's, like, this main character who's just kind of, like, on the prowl trying to save her friend, and, the movie makes you think there's this other male individual who is the killer. And at the end you find out that it is the girl herself. It is a pretty shocking yeah. twist. Um, mm-hmm. and she is just a deranged murderer yeah. in this movie. No, she's she's yeah.
0: damn killer in Deranged, that movie for sure. yeah. My first one is a true femme fatale okay. in a horror movie. Uh, the, the main female character's name is Syl in Species. Have you seen Species?
1: Oh, uh, no. Yeah, Sar- starring
0: uh, Natasha Henstridge, I think is how you say her uh-huh. name. But the premise of that movie is she is, uh, she. I think she's an alien or she's made in a lab. Point is, she is a monster and she needs to get pregnant to make more of her. So she, Natasha Henstridge spends almost the entire movie without any clothes on, and constantly seducing men and immediately uh, trying to get them to have sex with her so that she can get pregnant. So she is, uh, and then she even, kill, and
1: then she kills them. Oh yeah. Well, I yeah, guess that would make she have to pretty graphic. That's the whole point of this list, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, uh, she does uh, almost, if not all. It, I can not even remember if they end up killing her at the end of the movie. So that's number one for me. How about number okay. two for you?
1: Number two for me is, <laughs> Urban Legend. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep talking yeah. this movie up yeah, for as long keep as I can. Up. I mean, she I is. think when you find out that the killer is Brenda, the roommate, yeah. the best friend, I didn't see that coming. But the... she, she a femme fatale? Does
0: she kill Not anybody? a femme, femme fatale, with?
1: but this is more of just a killer woman. Yeah. So, and she just murders people left and right in very clever ways because yes. it's all kind of in line with different urban legend tales. Yeah. So I got to give it to her for creativity. Yeah.
0: My number two is probably less of a horror, more like a thriller. Yeah. Uh, but Ellen Page's character in Hard Candy. Uh Have you seen Hard Candy?
1: I have not, but
0: I know about it. Yeah, fantastic movie. I'm not gonna. I don't want to give away too much. Uh, but obviously she is the. Um, you know she is. It's a weird movie because she is both the bad guy and the good guy. She's, mm. she's the person that's causing serious harm and torture to someone else. Yeah. But it is uh, her, her causes are, are noble ones. She basically uh, tries to convince somebody that she is an underage girl. And invites them over for, um, you know, it's like an episode of The Catch a Predator. Right. But, and then uh, she goes. She's got a bank. whole plan about what to do when he gets there. Yeah. And that movie is, it's weird because you're cheering for the bad guy the whole time. And she is ruthless in that. Ah, uh-huh. that's yeah. definitely conflicting. Yeah. Cheering for the bad guy and that you're cheering for her, not the pedophile. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Um, number three for you. Number three for me is, this is. I would say more of a suspense thriller than horror but you ever see Let the Right One In? Really cool movie. Bye. This little girl is a vampire who befriends this kind of like dorky nerdy boy um originally oh, a foreign yes. film they did a remake i've with, only seen the american one. guess world. who's in the american bah, 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 bah. Chloe, chloe grace, grace, grace moretz <laughs> <laughs> ding ding yes i made sure to name drop her um yeah and actually i thought the remake was quite good so yeah uh but, but yeah. everybody
0: always talks about oh like i like the remake as well but apparently the uh the source material the original foreign film is supposed to be even better yeah, so yeah
1: it's just beautifully done it's scary yeah um, it's good and yeah. Watching it,
0: kids navigate the horror world always puts a, adds, adds another le- level of suspense mm-hmm. and anxiety to it.
1: And it is Swedish. So the okay. original is from Sweden. Gotcha. Yep. Um, what is on your list? Number three, it probably won't be any
0: surprise since she's not really a femme fatale, but if we're talking about killer women in horror. Denise Richards.
1: No, Valentine.
0: No. Sissy Spacek and Carrie. Um, I know we just talked, I just put her on my list of uh, favorite all time Certainly a killer but woman. that scene when she's killing people... Ooh.
1: So good. You know who's in the remake of that? <laughs> 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 Chloe Grace Moretz is really like yeah. tapped into the market. Can of we get three horror remakes? <laughs> Can we get into oh, three? I will find a way. <laughs> okay. Um just um, um, do honorable mentions? Sure. Fire one off. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, obviously mm-hmm, the mother, mm-hmm. and Scream Two. Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. Yes, yep. <laughs> is mm-hmm. one of the killers. So yeah. indeed. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? No, I think okay. that's that's what I got. But uh, so that's
0: our list of killer women. I enjoyed women, that one. That was a fun one. Femme fatales, yeah. if you will. So well uh, let's out. let's get into the movie.
1: All right. So audition. audition. Yeah. Twenty years ago, came this out movie in came 1999. Out,
0: Frank.
1: That is wild. Bef- um,
0: before we get into the specifics of it. Yeah. Did it look a lot older than 1999 to it you? It looks so
1: old. I was like, did you, so you was, felt the same way. Was
0: 1999 in Japan?
1: Did it look like 1991 in America? It's almost like, like the way it was shot too. Yeah. It was, I don't know if it was just the DVD that I had or and
0: the clothes that people were wearing. Um yeah. It just it seemed actually older than 1999. And maybe
1: but... it was supposed to take place in the early 90s yeah, perhaps yeah. so that on top of just like older mm. technology or it yeah. not being as advanced but it, it had yeah. a very like dated feel yeah but um, yeah
0: 20 years old feels 30 years old yeah when you, when you
1: watch it so um, we have this guy shigaharu yeah. that's his name he is sort of like a tv producer yeah and he's a widow so the opening scene of the movie his wife dies and his son um, as a kid, and we flash forward, the son's, you know, I guess maybe it's in high seven school. seven years later, Is so seven? He's, you know, okay. he's probably 14. Um, so you paid uh, attention. Which, by seven. the way,
0: didn't he seem a little old to be as into dinosaurs as he was? He was like very, very into dinosaurs the way like a third grader is, and he I think was in high school. Aren't you like that with stuff though? (laughs) Do you have books and books of dinosaurs you like to show to your friends when they come over? I'm like that
1: with tater tots. I don't know. I feel like more so food. Yeah, I'll get that excited about, Mm -hmm. but um, no dinosaurs really gets him excited. I was trying to think of is was there any significance behind the whole dinosaur thing? I was like, I'm looking too much into this. I don't think so. If anything, I was like, are they trying
0: to make it seem more f up that like even though he's a teenager he seems kind of young because he ends up he ends up right in the mead of the horror later but we'll get yeah. there anyway so he's 14 ish we'll yeah. call it you know he's, he's a young teenager and he's he basically like dad you need to get back out there
1: well he's specifically like dad you look very plain those are <laughs> his exact words yeah. like if a kid said that to, like if your son i don't know maybe yeah. that's not the worst thing but it's just like very strange and kind mm. of like interesting language like you look very plain pretty yeah. much you look awful get it together, get married. So there's this notion like, get married, this problem will be fixed, you'll be happy, whatever. And yeah. you do sense this kind of loneliness in Shigaharu. He's yeah. kind of going about his life. He seems to be a workaholic and he has this kid that he takes care of. But yeah. um, there, there's definitely something that he's longing so for. Cu- a and- couple
0: things about their life. Did you get the feeling that they were very wealthy? because my yeah. my understanding in Japan or at least my kind of preconceived notion is like it's very tight almost kind of like New York City-esque like how kind of small and compartmentalized I mean yeah. even their beds in the home like they both sleep in yeah. double beds but you know they have a housekeeper um, who cooks for them oh yeah um, you know and he and he appears his job which is maybe
1: at a TV station he's like a TV maybe producer maybe at a record
0: label or I something think it's he's like, watching
1: bands at one you point you know what I think it's TV or movies because yeah. the whole audition is for a Movie, they claim, yeah, so yeah, but the other thing I but wanted yeah, to ask, I got the sense that they were rich. They have a staircase. so They know there's like two floors. I, it seems like so. it's
0: a, they're trying to portray because yeah. he. They're also always dressed up. The son's always in a uh, tie. Yeah, uh, the dad's always in like a sweater and a button-down shirt. Another thing I thought was kind of weird is, didn't I thought the movie felt like kind of surprisingly western, like everything, like the bar they're in, the way they dress, like it, it didn't seem. It just didn't seem very Western, Japanese, Western, like as an like American, like oh. the the way they dressed and kind of uh, like the I don't know. It, I was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to look more Japanese, and I'm not sure what I thought that yeah. was going to look like, but it it, it felt like. It, they were trying to make the movie look yeah, like. I didn't you get know. that sense. Like, they no. weren't
1: dressed up like Sailor Moon characters. No, but
0: remember when they're in the bar <laughs> but, and the bartender is, I don't know, he's dressed like an American bartender at like yeah, a shitty bar.
1: <laughs> I didn't really think
0: yeah. Yeah, anything of it, but that's an interesting observation. Yeah, so Haru's son is like, you need to get back out there. And then he goes to work and starts discussing it with his friend who is a terrible person. When you
1: know that with... you have to <laughs> like go this out of your way to devise a plan to get potential dates that's so yeah deceptive and just ridiculous, you know it's probably yeah. a sign to be like, eh, maybe not. So yeah. his friend convinces him to pretty much set up an audition for a fake movie, but it's not actually for a movie. Yeah. It's just an audition to be this guy Haru's girlfriend <laughs> presumably basically spouse.
0: it's basically the premise of many many porn videos of <laughs> a fake audition yeah. that the guy is trying to parlay yeah. into getting laid so what's <laughs>
1: interesting though is that so that's kind of the premise and that's where yeah. you know, audition comes in the the title one observation the movie i felt like until the last third i'm gonna call it yeah Actually, not even that. I would say, like, the first half of the movie... You've I didn't feel like I was even watching a horror movie. No. It's the not to- scary at all. Like, the audition scene where it's the montage of all the girls coming in. And it's actually kind of like a comedy at that point. You yeah. see just, like, re- all different ridiculous caricatures of, of types, different types of women. Yeah, And it's kind of funny. It's humorous. But not in, like, a horror comedy it way. It takes a really long time to become a horror movie. It's sort like, of just, like, almost a drama dramedy in a way. Yeah. Like, it's... Or, Certain parts have like a romantic comedy element, so it's interesting just like genre wise how you're not it's hard to define yeah, so at this point when the audition happens, when the women are coming in, it felt like a comedy. You yeah. know? I was like, wait, this is going to be a horror movie, right? Which,
0: uh, so, by, so we so we to talk a little bit about some of their parameters that they're working with. First of all, uh, Sugar Horror wants to do this because I get the impression that he's rather old school, kind of conservative, because they, they have a discussion like, well, how about an arranged marriage? And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. So like that was at least within their conversation of how they might find him a woman. And I think... But he says he wants, he doesn't want to do that because he wants to observe the woman before he decides to marry her. Which Uh I was like, is that a bad translation? (laughs) Or is that like, is he really saying, is is maybe that, is what he really saying is he wants to get to know her, but the translation is observe?
1: It just felt very kind of creepy. But nothing about auditioning or holding a fake audition seems like a... Traditional or old school way. No, he is then persuaded into this
0: thing. And all throughout, like the the talking about the audition and the audition itself, he's like, ah, that would be fraudulent. I feel like a criminal. And I'm like, are, are you not seriously considering that this might be illegal because yeah, maybe a it's, bit. it's his friend who was asking really gross questions throughout of it like yeah. he's like have you ever been a sex worker like have you ever had slept with a co-worker at one point one of the girls was just naked i don't even remember yeah. what happens in
1: the interview but and i think that's one of the things that by the end you kind of think back to the opening scene of the woman that takes off her clothes it's kind of like power imbalance between these like producer folks and these like young women that were trying to make it big and like doing whatever they need to they feel like they need to do and like these guys just in control and like kind of controlling that situation so like in like a creepy sexualized way so
0: sugar Harbour, the main character he's He is more conservative, and he is not as gross as his friend in the audition and interview. But he is there. He agrees to do this. He also makes, before they have the audition, you remember that scene where there's just some, like, women on the other side of the bar that they're in? They make some noise, and he is (laughs) disgusted. He was like, the country's going to hell. I'm like, because a couple girls, like erupted with laughter two tables over? Yeah. Like
1: I think that must be some kind of commentary on like maybe the, the changing norms of their days and how yeah. they're used to women being a certain kind of way and now they're laughing or it's just different yeah. than how things were before. So even the way he kind of talks
0: about her is like it's kind of like old school conservative but it's also kind of like rubs you the wrong way when you know like in in today in 2019's context because oh, yeah, like she could have a job and possibly some training. Yeah. and he's like training, like you know, piano, ballet.
1: Yeah, which right. like <laughs> yeah, is and just it's all crazy. about finding a woman that's obedient. That's one of the words yes. that he uses, uh-huh. and I, that's like a big draw for him. So yeah, and
0: his friend has a very specific idea about how this is going to go. He tells uh, Shigeru, "Who's like, you're not gonna get the leading lady. She she she'll never want to settle down. the The woman that you want to be with this plan is like so specific. She's gonna fail the second interview." And he and he's just like okay, <laughs> like yeah. and they they decide to do that, and then he makes a really gross comment because he's got the big stack of like resumes and pictures, Shigararu, and uh, his buddy calls and he's like, oh, I feel like I'm buying my first car, and it's like,
1: oh, yeah, man, yeah. like really just I know skeevy. Yeah. So and so he has this stack of uh, like applications and resumes rather from these women that are auditioning for this <laughs> fake audition, and he f- ends up noticing the uh resume of asami the main female because he spills some tea on it or something and that's Uh what kind of gets his you know attention and he sees her profile and he's like oh she was a ballet dancer yeah but- he's
0: particularly obsessed with her little blurb about her ballet career and that she she had aspirations of being a great dancer and then is injured and it felt like she was saying it felt akin to like accepting death and you yeah. know, because he's kind of he's in this whole situation to begin with because his wife died he's very like drawn to it she's the only person that he asks any questions of come
1: interview time. Right, right. Yeah, he's definitely into her. That's the one that he wants. And again, so then we have that montage where it's just like all the different women auditioning and finally the last person to come in is Asami. And he is just so like mesmerized by her. And she walks in and she's, you know, very kind of um, very like meek and quiet. Introverted. And seems very like subservient in a way and like very polite, doesn't mm. really say much, kind of keeps her head down. So you're seeing a character who you know, doesn't seem like she's going to be a killer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Whatever that would mean. So, um, but yeah, so they have their exchange and he's totally into her, it seems like, um, after that. So afterwards, he... Sets up a date with her, and yeah. that's what kind of. I think is...
0: before he actually gets with her, though, uh, his his very gross friend oh. has
1: very good intuition about her. Right. So she talks about how she has this like connection with a casting director. Oh, uh, record label. No, with a record that she's, label, she's
0: like of under contract, but she hasn't heard from her like point of contact at some time she
1: also mentions that she works at a specific bar on a certain night of the week in this certain location yeah Um, so the friend who like you said yeah he does have some good intuition because he does some digging as like any employer would even though this is like I
0: called the record label they never heard of her they never heard of this
1: guy well the guy was missing oh yeah that's what the guy's been missing for a year and that's like the first kind of red flag where you're Mm -hmm. like ooh there's like a little seed now of like is this a coincidence or is there something up with her yeah Um, um, but he's right off the jump, he's like, let this one go,
0: man. Like, he's so we have dismissive. plenty of other girls to make uncomfortable in, yeah. inter- in, in yeah. auditions. We You don't need this one but that's sh- giving us permission. Haru
1: is like, no, but Sami's the one I want. And you know what? She actually does explain that piece away pretty well. So when yeah. at their first date, she's like, oh. I was instructed to kind of like make up that story or to say something like that just to appear credible or yeah. so you would hire me because at that point she thinks it's still a movie role. So yeah. he's like, okay, fine, no big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his friend is on to something. Yeah. His friend is kind of feeling like
0: there's something up with her. Mm-hmm. And so at this first date, he does, I will say, I'm con- throughout the movie I'm like constantly trying to reevaluate everyone's creepiness factor because just yeah. the idea that they were doing this audition to begin with, I was just like, oh, so awful um he does tell her right away he's like this isn't about the part this is just for food and drinks and she's very happy about that she's like oh that's the best surprise i could have hoped for they have this long conversation she explains away the record label thing and i think that the date just kind of ends and he's
1: very excited well that's when things get wild oh yeah cause Cause then after the date She's there's, waiting for him to call. You see this shot of behind her and she's like hunched over. Sitting on the floor. Looking real animalistic in this like kind of decrepit wood apartment. Apartment. And there's, staring at a rotary phone just sitting in the middle of the floor. There's a phone and she's just like and the camera kind of pans around in a way, I think, where you just like see her zooming in like on that phone waiting for him to call. Yeah. And in the background is, that is the, the giant burlap sack. There's a sack. That is a person-sized burlap sack. Yes, yes. And nothing happens with the sack at that point. No. But later on, the sack moves. And it's so yeah. this is
0: when like... I'm not even sure what's in that sack to be honest with you, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was trippy. Yeah. That whole part of the movie. But yeah, anyways... We're, we're gonna get
0: to the... We're gonna get to the end. Anyway, they yeah. go on another date. They, they really start hitting it off. Eventually, they get to the point where uh, they're going to go on vacation. He's going to propose. And it really feels like they went on two dates. It's
1: been, yeah, this is their second date. They've known each other for, what, a few weeks? Yeah, that's what it feels like in the show. Like, I get you're trying to, you know, settle down again, but give it a little time. Maybe, you know, pump the brakes a bit. But he is head over heels for her.
0: So they go away there in the she's he's like he's like oh I've got this he sounds like he honestly I mean he's gonna propose to her it's kind of like a nice date he's like I know this place and there's a great view and a good coffee shop and she like doesn't want to go anywhere and then she just disrobes in front of him gets in bed and slowly pulls up the bed sheet the firmer feet up until you see just these scars she has on her thighs and she's like oh I was did she
1: tell him the truth there? She said that she got those scars from burning herself. Yeah, she doesn't really elaborate. Yeah. Uh, Later we realize
0: it's someone that was really at this ballet academy. Anyway, so, so she, she shows him the burns. Yeah, she said
1: that she burned herself. And then she proposes. I think. No. She
0: no. She doesn't ask. I thought she asked him to marry. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm pretty be. sure that she she proposes. Really. I'm and then sure? disappears. I know she disappears. So yeah. anyway. so like Yeah, she, he dives into bed and the next thing we see is him opening his eyes because the phone's
1: ringing from the front desk like, hey, your lady left. Are you staying? She gone. Yeah. So then this movie turns into like a missing persons movie. You know? yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, this is phase two. So it was like romantic comedy, courting, whatever. Now it's like phase two. Exactly. Act two. Yeah. Where, um, yeah, now he's just like, who is she? Where'd she go? Yeah. Let me track her down. So the first
0: place he goes yep,
1: is go to, to the p- ballet school. Yeah. And he, of course he gets there and it's boarded up. But he hears someone playing the piano. Yeah. So like any like-minded person, they will take the boards down and sneak break in. break into the ballet academy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, would you do that? Would yeah. you be that curious to just follow the music? Or would you be like, <laughs> <laughs> let me get out of Listen, here. Listen, he's,
0: you know, he's not the reasonable person. He's proposing to a woman that he... That he fraudulently convinced to meet him to begin with
1: uh, after two yeah. dates. He's not making the same kind of decisions I am. I just wouldn't have that curiosity to yeah. like break it. I don't know, would you? He would I don't would, I, what would Frank do? I
0: guess I would. Like if I if I'm putting myself yeah. in the situation of being head over heels with somebody and I've gotta track her down and yeah. all I've got is the name of this ballet studio and someone's in there. Yeah. Especially after my buddy's like, dude, I think she's lying to us. Uh-huh. And maybe I go in. Yeah. Maybe I will take a look around.
1: Yeah. So your movie would be much more interesting than mine. <laughs> mine would be like, on. well, so much for that. Bye. <laughs> and then I just go home and go to bed. Yeah. So yeah. So he breaks in, and there's this guy, this older gentleman who's in a wheelchair, I believe. Yes. Um. And his legs are. Doesn't have Mangled? They not have feet. They're like wooden blocks. Yeah, almost. And like, but, wooden, like, like at some point, path.
0: they're connected to leg, but it's really yeah. it's really gross looking, to be yeah. honest. And he starts asking uh, him about uh, about Asami,
1: and. Uh, he's just gross. He's creepy. Like, he's off. And he's just, like, raving about Asami. Yeah. Oh, and then he starts asking her, like, did you touch
0: her? <laughs> yeah. Did you smell her? <laughs> and yeah. you're just like, oh, Real get gross. out of this place. This
1: guy's gross. Yeah. So that happens. Um, yeah. And, and then he then, keeps
0: telling him to go home. He, he tells uh, Shigaharu. No, don't do this. Just go home. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. So then after that, he's like, okay, I, that didn't really work. That was a weird day. So then he goes I'm to- gonna go to the
1: bar. He goes to the Stonefish Bar, which is the bar that Asami claims to work at, and it is- Okay, this- The, the ballet studio is one thing. This bar is basement entrance, dark, like yeah. flickering light- Looking real scary. And it's been closed unsafe. for a year. It has and it is not a functioning bar. So he's like walking down the steps and I don't think the door opened. Um but then a neighbor who lives in the same complex is like, Oh, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then Sugar Harbor was like, Yeah, there's this bar, you know, do you know so and so? He's like, Oh and the neighbor's like, That bar is closed down. Yeah. Because the owner was murdered. Yeah. And well, by the way, the owner always worked alone.
0: So I don't know Asami. I don't think that guy hired an Asami. Right. Also, not only was the owner murdered, he was dismembered.
1: Yeah. So the owner was a female actually. Um Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. And oh, uh, I must have missed and by the body they found extra body parts, so a tongue and fingers, which is interesting and like a an important plot note because Fast forward when we find that there's potentially this, like, body in that sack missing a tongue and fingers. So, yeah. Yeah. At some point in these weird flashbacks that happen later,
0: uh, the person crawls out of that sack with, like... I don't know, four and a half fingers no ear no feet yeah. and she serves him what appears to be clam chowder in a dog bowl <laughs> not really you don't really get any more information than that and we snap right she back she like vomited like diff- in that
1: bowl I oh think. was that it I think it was oh, vomit oh my god but if it was clam chowder then it looked like clam chowder sign me up yeah <laughs> but, uh, but anyway so yeah so after hearing the story about like the, the dead body in the bar yeah. I think things are starting to settle in now he's like ooh okay I'm having some I
0: wish that sec- would have
1: been in in the movie because that sounds
0: so scary right because what the guy says is when the cops reassembled the body they had too many fingers and ears yeah and i just i picture a very scary scene where like the 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 morgue's office calls the detective the Detective comes in and more the the mortician's like
1: what the hell we have too where, many fingers here where these come from yeah um So, there is that one scene, though, where I think he's kind of imagining what the scene looked like in the bar. Yeah. And he sees, like, a ton, like, wiggling on the floor. (laughs) Why is the tongue moving? And then, is that some, like, puppetry work, by the way? I was like, oh, that's (laughs) really interesting. well done. You see kind of, like, I think blood is is sort of, like, seeping under the door. So, yeah, they have that. And then afterwards, I believe he goes home. Yeah. And this is when things get real bad. Yeah, we get a first person we get a first
0: person shot of someone like Frantically in his home. And did, yeah. my understanding that this you know first person shot that we're seeing is supposed to be a Sami. Yeah. And the thing that sets her off into this murderous rage we will we will soon encounter is that he, she sees a picture of his dead wife. So then she sees the picture, runs over to his whiskey bottle, spikes his whiskey bottle.
1: Well, I think she was going to kill him regardless of seeing that. Yeah, right. but
0: like later when she's yelling at him, the re- like the reason she's mad at him later in the movie, so spoiler... Oh my gosh, should we just jump there? Let's anyway. Just, let's just do it. Okay, let's so immediately, go for he it. drinks this whiskey, and then we begin this 20-minute-long fever dream. It's insane. It's so Insanity. weird. Some of it is from his perspective. Some of it is recaps of her time at the ballet studio, where we find out the guy with no legs, or the guy with the in the wheelchair is the one that burns her. It's yeah, so he's weird. having like
1: hallucinations or something. There's a scene where he's with his son's girlfriend. Uh-huh. I mean, all these characters from his past and present start popping up, intermingling and like pretty disturbing yeah. <laughs> scenes. So he's, he's he's definitely on a different level. Um, and it's almost hard to tell like what's reality versus yeah. what's a dream. And
0: the way it's cut, there's so many cuts and there's so many different scenes that it's hard to tell. Okay, is he has he come out of the dream now? Are we back like in the movie? But I think we don't really come out of the dream until he wakes up on the floor.
1: Yeah, but there is a interesting scene during that period where it's um, him and Asami on a date. I don't know if it was like that first date or if it's a, a subsequent date. But she starts to disclose to him about her past and her history. And yeah. She starts talking about how her parents divorced. She moved in with her uncle. Um, and the uncle's wife was really abusive, so then she moved in with her mom, her mom remarried, the stepfather hated her, and it's not exactly clear, but I think that creepy piano player in the ballet studio may have been someone she had stayed with at one point. That's just my hunch, unless he was just another abusive person in her life outside the family, but... She's definitely had some real bad people in her life um, hurt her physically. It seems like and emotionally, and have really scarred her. So yeah. that kind of sets, I think, off um, her her actions and like where she's coming from when she's looking at um, Shigeharu in terms of just like she's like coming with a lot of baggage, a lot of trauma. Yeah. and um she's been treated really poorly so then she kind of inflicts that uh on Shigeru. It's it's
0: it's really weird. It, it's not really ever clear to me why she is as why she wants to torture him. She she says something like, Oh, I'm just like, I'm one of your many girls. Like, it, it, the her explanation to him in the moment is like a jealousy thing, but like, really only she saw the picture of his ex wife. Like, it's not, it's it felt kind of underdeveloped, to be she honest. Says, like,
1: well, I think it's all about giving it right back to the guys that have wronged her and yeah. guys in general, because she says, I want to, I think she wants to teach him a lesson. He's representative of these guys that, um, maybe specifically in this industry but also like in general she says like you guys audition girls and collect them for sex later yeah so that's really where she's coming from she's like you treat women like crap and uh i'm not gonna stand for this i'm not gonna take this so now i'm turning the tables yeah um, and you know that that issue obviously is very significant like her experience with this fake audition but then you can see how that could be applied to like Some of the other, you know, industries and whatnot. So that's where she's coming from. Yeah,
0: and then we get to
1: the scene that this movie's famous for, which is... Wait, by the way, she... That drug she gives him paralyzes him, but he can still feel everything. Yeah, which is so messed up. Super oh my scary, gosh. like so, those yeah.
0: surgery nightmare stories you hear Ooh. about people that are conscious while they get yeah. open heart surgery or uh-uh. something. Uh-uh. Okay, so we do see in one of the flashbacks that she piano wires that creepy dude's head off, but it's from far away and it's not like it's not quite as graphic as what ends up happening to Shigararu. So she tells him, "Listen, you can't move." but you're going to be able to feel like Your nerves are still awake. And she starts deeply acupuncturing him. Yeah. I've never gotten acupuncturer, but my understanding I is, is a surface ago. level kind it of It does not go in that deep. Yeah. That is not- <laughs> yeah.
1: And it certainly doesn't go in your eyeballs. And she puts no, no, four no, or no, five no. of them She's- in
0: his eyeballs. Oh, she
1: just starts having a blast. And what's really scary about this scene is that there's no music. Yeah. It's just silence in terms of background music you can hear the noise you can hear what's going on in the scene but there's no added music and there's actually a lot of scenes like that in this movie which can make things i mean usually in horror movies the music is what amplifies things and makes it scarier yeah but it's interesting because i would think that would be less scary not having music but almost not having the music it's more real like you're like in the scene yeah going through it but um, yeah. it was just an interesting kind, kind of it kind of it makes the way of like, making the it. less
0: active parts of the movie it makes them kind of slow yeah. but in the when she is jamming needles in them and stuff it actually it's uh it's kind of exhausting yeah. how like in the scene you are with them so she does that, and then she breaks out the piano wire. M- mind you, she is in like a full, I don't know what to call it, even like a, a, a kind of a butcher's apron and butcher's glove. Like, she's she has clothes ready to be
1: protected from blood. She also has that really off, bizarre giggle that she does. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like that uh-huh. really sinister, scary, yeah. just like, ugh, this mm-hmm. is no bueno.
0: Oh, she kills the dog, whose name is Gang, okay. which... The another, whole time I was just like gang. Another thing.
1: Man, leave the dogs alone. Leave them alone. I know, it's so harder like, for you than human death in these so movies. It's right? so sick at this point, like, kill off the people. Let the dog live. I don't need to see that. Yeah. I and mean, I'm glad they didn't like show it or anything, but uh-huh. come on. That that's actually that upset me more than the torture scene. It really did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can watch this and stomach the yeah. whole needle under the eye thing. But seeing the dog, I was like, ah, damn it. So anyway. So he's he's writhing in pain. She yeah. starts screwing
0: things into his ankles while also saying, oh, your son's going to suffer too. And then she starts piano wiring a foot off. Can piano wire do that? I mean, I think so. If if, if you have got piano wire that was thick enough that it wouldn't snap from oh. the tension – I, I guess it would be sharp enough. Looks I, like she had sure. some
1: practice. She knew what she yeah. was
0: doing. And she... Well, she lobbed that guy's head off. She, so. Yeah.
1: She hacks off both of his feet. Yeah. Both of them. And he survives no, that. No, she only gets one of his foot off. I think it's... She
0: takes two... He takes... She takes two feet off the guy that lives in the bag. That guy had no feet. He only gets one of the main character's foot off. It's and only then one. she starts on the second
1: one, and the son comes home. And the son was supposed to be away with a friend or something at a friend's house, but those plans fell through. The son walks in. Can you imagine just walking in and being like, uh, what <laughs> is going, is this yeah. real? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, pretty much the son saves the day. So yeah. So, Asami sees the son. She's like, ooh, I need to go after him. She, she like, grabs
0: her mace and hides.
1: Yeah. But uh, the son's able to get away, he runs up the steps, Asami yeah. follows him, and he just pushes her, and she tumbles down and, like, yeah. snaps her neck, and is dead. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the son saves the day, and what's really annoying is that when the son, then, after killing Asami, sees his dad, he's like, Hey, dad, you okay? And there's, like, this kind of pause. <laughs> it's like, dude... You need to go respond immediately by calling the police. Like, go do something to get responders. Stop having a conversation. Like, I know you're curious, but like, your dad is on the floor bleeding, like, missing a
0: foot. Yeah, like
1: maybe I, two, depending
0: on which one I'm of our just memories. I'm
1: to chase. With. I doubt he's okay. So, like, do you need to have this conversation? Yeah. So anyway, and then the last
0: shot in the movie is because the dad's still on the floor because he's like he's he's coming out of the paralysis, but yeah. he's still not able to move. Great, and he looks over and dead br- neck broken asami is like mouthing slash saying words she said on there like one of their first dates yeah and then the movie just ends <laughs> yeah pretty so abruptly
1: again it's like first two halves or, or excuse me first uh two acts are so different and like the yeah. third act is just a
0: fever dream it's and just then like
1: torture torture <laughs> fever dream exactly yeah. and it's interesting like the get-up she's wearing like that black apron because you can see the inspiration of that kind of scene in that outfit and subsequent, like, torture movies. So Eli Roth was actually interviewed in the special features. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, really? But him and Rob Zombie were both really influenced by this movie. Like Rob Zombie said, this movie scared him. Yeah, I mean, like that guy. That guy has made some real messed yeah. up. Yeah, I don't doubt that Eli Roth was inspired by you this see the movie inspiration, because he makes host- so many. Oh yeah,
0: he's he's a big torture horror movie guy. And like
1: Hostel, like the people that are in the hostel doing the killing, you see them wear like very similar outfits yep. and like the whole torture thing. So I think this movie, mm-hmm. um, this movie definitely kind of inspired maybe like a wave of like the torture movies that you saw in the U.S. at least. Yeah. So, um, so
0: let's let's talk a little bit about this movie, like from a legacy standpoint. Yeah. Because I I knew of this movie before we decided to watch it. I'd meant to watch it many times. I feel like I was always like ah, I don't feel like really reading subtitles tonight. Watch something else. Yeah. But this movie is really famous for as being like super graphic and really all about that last scene and like oh my god how shocking that is. The movie's 20 years old by the time we see it, and obviously I I agree with you. It definitely was the inspiration or you know. Uh, a, almost a jumping off point for a wave of these sort of torture horror movies. But we live in a world where there's 7 Saw movies, maybe more than 7, 2 Hostels, The Human Centipede, uh you know, we, there's a lot of torture horror movies out there that are very graphic. Yeah. 20 years later, it wasn't the most Oh my god, graphic shocking thing I'd ever seen. It's bad, don't get me wrong. Yeah.
1: But didn't you feel like. I think that's a this disadvantage is what we're at because yeah. had we seen this when it came out, I yeah. think it'd be much more impactful and scary. But like you mentioned, since this movie's come out and we saw it later, yeah. and before we saw it, we yeah. saw all these other awful torture movies that mm-hmm. were shocking. So I think this. The scene audition compared to that is way watered down. Yeah, it's still good. It's still scary and messed up. And yeah, it, but it, it it wasn't quite as shocking
0: as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, like I thought it, I thought he was gonna be a lot more maimed than losing a foot.
1: Yeah, but what was different about this movie is that the whole like hallucinogenic trippy dream thing, that's what was different about this movie in terms of like combining that with the torture scene. And I think in terms of the movie as a whole, what's unique about it is that. I liked that. I felt like I wasn't watching a horror movie at all until like maybe like more than halfway through. Like it t- it changes tonally, but like yeah. up until then, it's hard to what define it. What is this it. movie really? Where's yeah. this going?
0: Is it gonna be like a forlorn love story? Yeah. Like so you definitely
1: have to like push through. I think it's like a slow yeah. build, and I can see how people would lose. Yeah, it, it could lose the attention of some folks, but yeah. it's I've, a short
0: movie. It's only like seventy five minutes long, but those yeah. first two acts. They get they drag on a little bit. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. definitely glancing at my phone and really yelling. <laughs> but you know, I, I I appreciate kind of like the way it was made and like yeah. what it stands for. Um so, so
0: yeah, should we should we do the questions?
1: I think we shall, uh, Frank. I, was it scary? uh no yeah (laughs) it it wasn't scary for me again for the reasons i just said but i did like it and i would (laughs) recommend it
0: yeah i think i'm in the same camp i it's not that it's really not that scary it is the the fever dream and the torture scene are gross and graphic and uncomfortable i would say see it just because it's like I don't know, kind of for the same reason we saw it. Like, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a famous horror movie that obviously was, you know, the, a predecessor to a, a whole style of horror movie that's very popular. Yeah. And uh, it is, you know, it's... I, I was entertained, whether it was the audition yeah. or the, you know, the kind of disorientingness of the fever coma dream to, you know, the, the finale, the, the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie yeah. are pretty intense. And
1: Asami's kind of a polarizing character because you can really be in support of her and you can really be against her. So, I mean, it's interesting, like where you fall when you see this movie There's things that I'm like, all right, I get where you're coming from, but you know, then she like tortures and kills people. So, you know, it's kind of this split uh, view of her. But, um, yeah, with that being said, scare are they now? Yeah. So the actress that plays Asami, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this is Iyahi Sheena. She, I was, uh, looking up to see like what else she's been in. Her last credited role is from 2017. Okay. And it's called... You're going to love this movie, I bet. It's the sequel to Meatball Machine. Meatball Machine? <laughs> this is Meatball Machine Kaduku, which is the sequel to the sci-fi action horror Meatball Machine. Uh, so maybe a future episode <laughs> where you're gonna review Meatball I'm really Machine. A, I'm really a
0: Meatball Machine 1 kind of guy. I didn't uh-huh. really care for Meatball Machine okay, 2. Okay. I really like to stick with the classics. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was also in such uh great sounding movies as vampire girl versus frankenstein girl and tokyo gore police so she's definitely a horror actress she seems to make a name for herself in horror in japan so um
0: but yeah so with
1: that being said uh that was our take and audition yes let us know what you think of this movie if you've seen it yeah listen to us check us out on instagram or on all the big fancy sites where podcasts can be downloaded anything else frank that you want to say Cheers. All right. Bye, everyone.